you like Arby's though? Yeah, I do. It's actually funny because my sister, like, it's kind of like a joke in my household because my older sister, like, she used to work at an Arby's when she was, like, my age. All right. So she's like, bro, I fucking hate it. And she's like, every time they would have me, um, like, every time I'll come home smelling like shit, like street ham. like And, <laughs> and she's like, bro, you don't even want to know how they make the roast beef. And, like, she'll tell me, like, the roast beef isn't beef. Uh-huh. Like, it's, like, some powder they put in water, yes. and it develops into yes. beef. And it's I'm not like, even real, bro. So, I don't really go to Arby's, but shout out Arby's for their fries. Arby's is disgusting. <laughs> I hate it. We hate it here. We That's hate it. Arby's. Me and the homies hate <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 23 of Project 88 Podcast. I'm your host, AC, and today I have with me DJ, photographer, model, and overall talented individual. Give it up for Tommy. Thank you, thank you, thank you for having me. I'm How happy are you? to be here. How are you today? I'm doing great, and yourself? I'm great. Thank you for asking. Uh, what music have you been listening to lately? Lately, a lot of Key Glock, a lot of Young Dolph. Hmm. Um... I really like Tierra Whack, uh, very big on Brent Fies. I see he's like elevating a lot now. He's getting a lot of traction. Um, this one indie artist from Seattle, Damien Hurado, uh, listening to a lot of actually a local artist. His name is Gonzi, and he's pretty great as well. So. Yeah, keeping it local. Yep. Always. Uh, do they inspire you with your rem- uh, remixes? Um, actually, I think I have, like, one Young Dolph song from back, from one of my old mixes. Um, a lot of artists and just a lot of things naturally inspire my mixes. Um, movies are one of them. If you listen to my mixes, you'll see, like, a lot of my mixes have movies or scenes incorporated in them. Mm -hmm. So I like to use both and, you know, play around with it. Yeah. It's important to have fun. I saw that you were uh, you worked on the music video, uh, doing a lot mm-hmm. by Gonzi, and mm-hmm. I wanted to ask, how was your experience with that? It was amazing. Gonzi and Trey are both extremely talented artists, uh, Miami-based. I hope everybody goes to follow them. Um, they're super talented people under the label Visionaire, who's mm-hmm. also another local brand, and he's coming up. Shout out John. Mm-hmm. He's actually from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, which is close to where... I am from so it was very um you know kind of like a homegrown feel to that shoot right um it was actually my first time doing a styling job for a music video and actually working with a music video so it was cool to be able to work on something at the same time as picking up as I go along right um so yeah it was definitely a great experience super fun very tiring but overall was 100 percent worth it the photographers videographers they're amazing uh david is amazing jose's amazing andy's amazing yeah, um, shout out to all those people yep uh, anyone else that you work with that we might have uh, heard of um yeah i've worked worked in depends what you mean work so Shows I've done shows for Lucky Rob Banks. I've done Sababy. I've done an ASAP Ant, ASAP Tie Show. Um, I have done Trap Circus with artists on that lineup, such as Cardi B, Kodak Black, Lucci, uh, mm-hmm. 
NBA Youngboy. Um, I've worked around artists, you know, such as Denzel Curry, Estal Braddy. Um, these are more homegrown artists. You know, I've done events with Lil Pump, Young Simi, um, a bunch more. Did you get to interact with them a lot or no? Um, was it more like their people? It was actually cool meeting Lucky because um, that one is the most special show I've done for me because uh, before I did that show, I was actually a very big fan and I still am a very big fan of Lucky and his music. Right. So it was cool to be able to do something for someone I'm actually very fond of and someone whose music and art I appreciate overall. Right. Um, Lucky is very exactly how his music sounds, like exactly how he talks and his energy is very uh monotone but in a positive way you know what i mean i can but, relate to that yeah and young simmy's great people showed me love on stage you know gave me a shout out told everyone to follow me um he actually ended up posting a picture with me in it and yeah they're great yeah man, that's a lot of fun yeah i've interacted with a few more but you know when you're um doing busy shows and uh, in the midst of all the scheduling and trying to get artists on stage on time, you don't really have much time to interact. Mm -hmm. And these artists are here to perform, get their money, and then go, you know? Right. So. Do you not have any memorable stories with them? Um, a yeah. lot of my memorable stories were from probably when I was younger. So, like, for example, before I actually started DJing, I went to a Rob Bank show, stood outside, Moshed. Yeah, stood outside in the rain, like waited two hours for him, and then, you know, at the end of the night when Grand Central was still open, he just walked out the side exit, and there he was, and it was like literally just twenty minutes of interacting with his fans, with his people, things like that. Um, and any other intimate moments I've had with artists have been because I've paid for to go to their concerts, mm -hmm. or like for example, Kid Cudi. I went to his concert in at I don't remember exactly what year, maybe two years ago. Um, for uh, Passion Pain and Demon Slaying right. that he had at the Hyatt Hotel, I want to say, or the James L. Knight Center, I don't remember. And I waited all day to see Kit Cut because I'm a very big fan of Kit Cudi, and I waited all day for him. Um, I resonate 100% with a lot of the things that he makes music about, that he speaks about in his mm -hmm. music, so uh, being able to see him up front first row and then he knew that i was not he knew but i'm assuming that i was screaming so loud like while he was performing every lyric that he after the show he was like oh i'm gonna come down and sign some shit for you guys you know and i was and i was like oh my god like i hope he comes over and like the very first person he came to is me man Damn. like he came off the stage came straight to me i gave him a picture he signed it and then continued down the rest of the row so that was like insane because when you're like literally like in front i couldn't even say anything to him i literally just said like thank you and, I, <laughs> and he just walked away i wish i could have said more yeah like any advice or Not, i don't usually ever get starstruck because it's kind of like after a while it's like okay you get used to it, you get used to it. Yeah. but with someone that like i admire as much as kid cuddy it was it i got stuck like i literally got stuck like mm -hmm. he was just in front of me signing and i was just looking at him smile and like his tattoos on his hand like it was more analyzation like is he real you, know <laughs> you were just in the moment about yeah it. it was a beautiful moment though and that's what's up mm -hmm. uh well besides being a stylist you also do some modeling especially what I, what i like about it is that you do local brands mm -hmm. so very important to help them out 
Uh, I, I saw you worked with uh, Family Matters. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm blanking on the other ones, but well, how was your experience on that? So I like to do local brands a lot, mostly because I feel um, I love anything that feels organic and anything that comes from Florida. I'm willing to support it if I, you know, see something I like in it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of local brands that I have modeled for and are, I'm still willing to model for. I've worked with brands like, you know, Family Matters. Uh, my home base is Marvelous. That's uh, my brother Marcus's brand. Um, I've done Marvelous. I've done Face for Julian, who's also an extremely talented individual. And I hope that within due time and, you know, very soon, he's going to be um, showing you guys why he needs to be completely embraced and admired and you know just paid attention to because he's coming out with some stuff and his ideology behind his work and his clothing is much deeper than you know just releasing a shirt with something on it or and that's what I find so cool and it's the the work behind the product that yeah. really catches my attention so family matters uh, amazing person honestly super creative individual as well um, super sweet, kind, noble, really well taken care of the whole shoot. Um, and honestly, I just like doing it out of the support, you know what I mean? And I feel like I've always been like that in the sense that's like, if you see something in me that you like and want to work, I will probably see the same thing in you and would love to do the same. And it's like not even about the money or, or about getting paid or whatever. It's just the... Yeah. The means to create and make something cool and have a cool final product to put out. Man, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Uh, do they ever let you keep the shirts or like sweaters? Yeah, sometimes, sometimes. Sometimes. I'm not gonna get specific with it, you know, but they do let me have stuff or like wear stuff. So most of the time, I do keep my stuff. So 100%. Be honest, did you ever steal it? Like, oh, I'm just gonna hold on to it. What do you mean? Like, if they give you like a sweater, you'll be like. You won't give it back, you just hold on to it? No, no, honestly, because I really understand what it is like to put time and money into these things, you know, and, like, sometimes um, uh, these uh, creators will only have samples Mm -hmm. um, and not a whole bunch, so it's, like, when things are uh, that special to you and, you know, i rather the, the creator of the product make money off of the shirt that they let me wear for the shoot than me just keep it and like you know have it in my have it in my closet or in my clothes or whatever so i'd rather just them make their bread off of it which is the the whole point of it well between you and the podcast what is your favorite uh piece of clothing that you you have locally or just in general no yeah locally locally trying to get me in trouble man (laughs) we Uh, could bleep it we could bleep it marvelous man marvelous is home base you know like those are my friends like i've seen the work put in uh seeing the dedication and the the authenticity put into that brand is what i love most and like those friends genuinely feel like family to me so being that it's them and you know with them i ride the long way so Shout out to Marvelous. Shout out to Marvelous. <laughs> well, you've been in the in the local scene for a long time. I think over five years now. Yep. Uh, super cool, super awesome. But I do want to ask, from your experience, if there is something you could change about it, like mm-hmm. if you could just have full control, what would it be? That's actually an interesting question because what I would 
change or control is out of my control mm-hmm. and i want to say after x died a lot of the scene kind of just changed not for the worse not for the better it just genuinely changed in ways that i still am finding trouble um becoming comfortable with or or just trying to make my way into because again everything i do is very authentic organic i don't do things because it's cool or do things for or whatever clout as you want to say or it's i genuinely like to produce things that people want to see and that they like to hear um and i'm more involved and more interested in the creative process and um actually working than what it looks like visually you know Mm -hmm. what i mean and um i think the problem is uh i think this i don't want to say the support but one thing about Miami is a lot of people see each other as a competition Mm. and they see it more as a threat as opposed to okay if we work together we might be able to make something really raw you know what I mean they rather oh I'm not working with them oh they bit this oh they did this oh they're trying to do you know what I mean so it's it's a lot of um, uh, solidarity coming from each brand or each you know whatever they're trying to do mm-hmm. and um the problem is that if everybody would you know be more willing to get more involved with each other um link up you know collaborate i think a lot of better things and more um creative things can get done um i also sure. think that's what weakened the florida scene as well because um, back then, you know, back then, if you were into the scene back then, you know, it was primarily Denzel and Rob and Puya and Simi and all of them together, you know, coming up and they all supported each other and they all really fucked with each other and Florida seemed like a unit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now Florida seems very scattered where it's like, okay, they do this, that person does that and everyone just kind of wants to stay in their own lane. Yeah, very divided. Exactly. But, um... On the bright side, you heard that Bobby Shmurda got released recently. Ah, uh, yeah, I really like Bobby Shmurda. I'm happy for him, man. I can't believe he was like in jail for five years. I know. I think it's so lame that like everything he does now, they're like, "Oh, he's still stuck in 2014." Like, bro, uh, shut up. The memes about it. Yeah, like shut up. Like, <laughs> what I mean, do you mean? some of them are pretty funny. Was, I saw one that was like, "Oh, Bobby Shmurda trying to log into Vine." <laughs> <laughs> I felt bad because it was I, the one I did laugh at is when I saw the picture of him with the woman on the plane, mm-hmm. and it was like, damn, uh, Bobby probably think this is as bad as the hoes got since 2014, and it was just <laughs> like, bro, like, and I was like, oh, imagine coming out, imagine doing five years in jail to come home to that, like, bro, <laughs> <laughs> people are evil, man, and people are fast with it. Oh no, no, they're too everything. quick, too quick, bro. Yeah. A tragedy I mean, can't happen because you go on Twitter and then it's a meme. For sure. Like, the earth could be ending tomorrow and then... <laughs> There's going to be a tweet about it. There'll be a hundred million memes about it. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Uh, good stuff. But uh, talking about you for a second, what's something your friends would be surprised to know about you? Like, maybe, like, a hidden talent or, or like, a, I don't know, like, a pet peeve? Or maybe even a, a guilty pleasure? 
I got one if you want to hear it. Sure, go ahead. I mean, all right, so I like to take uh, songs from, not specifically this era, but let's say something like from the 80s or the 2000s mm-hmm. and just listen to the acoustic version. I love the acoustic version of Take On Me. Okay. Have you heard of it? Okay. Like the original Take On Me. The acoustic one, you should listen to it. I highly recommend it. And uh, and cinema, that you know that Skrillex dropped, I think. Oh, okay. I see that. The acoustic I can version. see that actually being cool though. And I think that's actually dope because you know that's like almost experimental. Yeah. You know what I mean, you're just trying to figure out what it sounds like and trying to get a feel. So that's the, cool. And I think it's just the idea of taking something that's like well established and I think good in the first place, and then repurposing it for something completely different that. I, I wouldn't say it wasn't attended for, but it's like a whole new light or a whole new way to see it. It's like cool because the take on me, the original version from the 80s, it's fairly like jumpy and bumpy and energetic. Mm-hmm. And then you listen to the acoustic, like slowed version, and it's sad almost. Like it's kind of like. Yeah, definitely. A melody can change the whole sentiment of a song and the whole feeling of a song 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like a lot of uh, slowed uh, music. Yeah, slow reverb. Yeah, slow reverb is like insane. Like I know, like for example, like very basic, but drugs you should try by Travis mm-hmm. slowed, and then the reverb is like insane. Like I just love the detail you can hear in, and you know the BPM mm-hmm. and everything. So I should check that one out. Yeah, but I mean, uh, pet peeve or guilty pleasure. I, this may sound a little OCD. I hate when my food touches. I hate it i hate it like it, it i know it's all going to the same place right. but it's like no like if i'm eating rice salad steak i don't want the steak and the rice and the salad to touch but why why do you think I that is i don't want I is don't it like know. a visual thing or it, is it I, a change of the taste maybe it's like a visual thing kind of like um for example uh well i don't know no, I think it is maybe a visual thing. Maybe it just bothers me. It just irks something in me that naturally mm-hmm. I don't like my food to touch. Like, um, so yeah, like what for example, like Thanksgiving, like I'm annoying. Like you know what I mean? Because <laughs> everyone piles their the shit, and together. I'll have like three separate plates. Like okay, for my Mac, for my panini. But three separate plates yeah, though. Like, just is what it is. Bro, that's crazy. <laughs> I always wanted that because I I saw like a. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you know Arthur, the, the, the PBS show? show, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I saw an episode where DW was like complaining about it. DW. And then I was and Arthur was like giving her like like sass back, and then I was like, bro, they're they're doing too much. Is that when he punched her? I don't think that's what it was, but I, there was one where where she was just like, I think like they were just in the kitchen. She was like, the the pea and the mashed potatoes are are touching. I'm not gonna eat that. And then they were just like, bro, you're so annoying. <laughs> that's me, bro. I don't want to be a DW guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um, well, talking about... Well, we're not talking about it anymore, but you brought up that you were a stylist. Mm-hmm. I thought it would be pretty fun to play a quick game mm-hmm. if it's... I call it drip or not. Okay. So I'm going to show you three pictures, and you tell me, like, personally, uh, be as honest as you want if you think that it's pure drip or, or not. Like, okay. it's whack. All right. So the first picture here... I'm really excited for this one. Don't set me up, bro. Oh, Adam. Is that Adam Sandler? Yes, drip. that's Adam Sandler. Straight drip. Straight drip? Straight drip. I saw a tweet that was like, Adam Sandler walks. I know. Yeah, Adam Sandler walks so Billy uh, Eilish could run. Exactly. The thing is, he's been doing it since day 
won. They won. Adam Sandler is actually one of my favorite actors, comedians in general. I'm right there with you. And so 100% drip. And a lot of his movies are filmed in Connecticut, and he wears a lot of Yukon stuff. So uh-huh. it's a yes for me, 100%. Yeah. And uh, for those listening at home, don't worry. When this episode comes out, I'll also drop the pictures on Instagram <laughs> so you could follow along. He's so like you know like, cool he's so real like yeah. all that money and he'll still wear that i was just about to say that like he just wears like the old navy like that's that ass how and i dress to walk my dog and have you seen his courtside fits it's the same thing yeah that he'll might... literally be next to like these rappers and like basketball chains and like a mirror yeah and like then there's just adam sandler chilling straight vibe all right next picture what do you think about this no i think drip hundred percent yeah a lot of uh chinese japanese culture and style they are just ahead of the game they're ahead of their time mm-hmm. um a lot of people would like to say like i don't understand they just wear a whole bunch of black and like you know what i mean like mm-hmm. i think they're ahead of our time 100 percent because the stuff they'll Western be wearing culture, yeah and the in their culture they'll be wearing stuff you know that they'll and it's a lot of mimicking like of course people a lot of people will have trouble admitting it or you know but um a lot of stuff here is cop copied from their culture yeah and they wear it the best i think they wear it well and they're very almost like minimalistic but see how it's still loud yeah. like that will still catch your attention and they're only wearing like black and white for sure completely agree and i on the the dude on the right I really fuck with his jacket. I, no, mean, I, I really like their outfit. I definitely love that pant. 100% over here. The pants? Yeah. yeah. Like, they're like parachute pants, but like... Ed- yeah, they're hard. I want to say edited, but just different. All right. I agree, I agree. And uh, here's the final picture. It's just some backstory. It's uh, one of my friends that I took with in, in school. <laughs> you want me to roast him? No, 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 no. I don't, no one said anything about roasting. Okay. Just give your honest opinion. He's got. I don't know, bro. Got the bro. Got the champion. little boy with the champion. Okay. The little switch. Uh, okay. <laughs> Play Nintendo Switch. Okay. As you drip. do. Okay, you think I'll drip? say drip. hundred percent. Yeah, I'm not gonna hate drip. Who's got more drip? This him in this picture or Adam Sandler? Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler still? against anybody. Damn. All Adam right. Sandler over everyone. What do you think of the color? Hot pink? Or not? That's not hot pink. That's it's like a, a lemony, yeah. like a strawberry lemony. Mixed it's a pink, nice color. Mixed with you. I actually like it. Drip hundred percent. He's gonna when I post it, he's gonna bitch about me. He's gonna be like, "Why'd you do that, bro?" <laughs> he's like, "Bro, stop bringing me up." Ah, <laughs> uh, good times, good times. And any movies you watched recently that stuck with you? Tenant. Oh. Blew my mind. I heard it was like complicated. John Washington is wow, just wow. Because my favorite actor of all time is Denzel Washington. Mm-hmm. So seeing his son in Tenant was, I think, just um, cinematically one. It drew me in from beginning of the movie. As soon as it started, it drew me in. Um, and then throughout the movie, it just keeps getting better. And I think if you're not really into those um, psychological dystopian kind of like we curse on here yeah uh mind fucker kind of things uh i don't think you should watch it you know what i mean you're just gonna be confused like if you're confused by inception yeah you're gonna be a hundred times more confused with tenant um kind of like a spy i don't want to say it's a spoiler but i guess spoiler alert kind of uh what i got from that movie is uh deja vu 
um, the thought of being or the idea of feeling that you've been somewhere but because you have in another dimension or another life or another version of you has actually lived it that's why deja vu feels so real when mm-hmm. you have it right so i mean it's cool that you bring that up because i wanted to talk to you about it do you believe i mean do you consider yourself spiritual um i would like to say yeah since i since i was very young i um had like you know spiritual tendencies and curiosities and um my grandma was very spiritual before she passed my sister's very spiritual my family in general mm-hmm. um and so like like coming from i'm not gonna get deep into it but religion wise my family's religious but right. also they do practice spiritualism so it's kind of and to um people in the you know strict cultures like you don't mix the book the two yeah so but again it's 2021 you know so um being able to come from two different upbringings and two different insights is very interesting to me because it made me more open into um wandering into different ideas such as spiritualism and when i was young i was really into um just music in general like for example um first artist that kind of got me into spiritualism on my own because uh, again i would like hear about it you know like my family see them practice uh certain things um but joey badass is where like my um personal attraction to spiritualism started as well as capital c's music because mm-hmm. they'll talk about it a lot in their music and i just found it very interesting that they had this specific mindset or way of thinking and way of perceiving things that made me feel like okay well i can resonate with this like uh, i i feel similar um and it just made me want to get more into it right um but yeah i would say i consider myself a spiritual person so do you participate in like manifestation and a hundred percent i think staying uh manifestations are very very uh powerful i think um and it's easy as uh, waking up and being like, oh, fuck, I got to go to work or like, oh, fuck, I got to go do this. Like, you're already putting yourself in a bad place. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I'm a person who has been through like uh, a very uh, complicated and, you know, broken past or whatever, like dealing with things mentally. Um, and I'm still willing to uplift myself and still willing to make myself be better than who I was then and who I was yesterday. So I'm always trying to be better than who I was literally like five minutes ago. You know what I mean? Like it's always about moving forward, staying positive. You always got to manifest what you right. want. And it, and it may sound stupid and I know like, but speak it into existence. Like doesn't matter who's not with you doesn't matter who doesn't believe you who doesn't believe in you like as long as you are pushing it for yourself and you're constantly telling yourself this is where i want to be you have the power to control where you go 100 percent, i completely agree um i mean what do you think happens not to get like like sad or whatever but what do you think happens after death or at least in this physical realm uh I believe in reincarnation. Um, I don't... Obviously, I'm not going to get too deep because, again, it's something that can't really be understood from someone who hasn't died. Yeah. Um, I do believe you reincarnate um, 
maybe into another person tied into you were in the past and i just think whatever you do in this life is gonna amount to what you do in the next one and whatever you give out in this life is what you're gonna pay for in your next one like for example um people saying like with children like uh parents who do bad things their children will suffer Mm. so it's like you choosing to do bad and to be negative and to do evil and wrong on purpose in this life you may not pay for it you may go the whole thing without paying for it you know what i mean but i'm a strong believer that what you karma yeah so if it's not this life it's gonna get you in the next one i mean yeah i i definitely agree and i believe in uh, reincarnation too I'm not sure if I brought it up. I'm pretty sure I said it in, in the... I don't know. I don't remember. But I... Yeah. I'll say it again that I believe in, in reincarnation and also the literal sense. So when you get buried in the ground or mm-hmm. however you decide to, you know, uh, the earth consumes you and it gets its nutrients from your body and then it takes it back into nature. And in a way, that's how you live on. You know, uh, going back into the environment, helping the ecosystem... I'm actually, I almost said if I die, <laughs> but I was, I'm, I'm considering, because I saw that there's like a thing you could do where you could turn yourself into a tree, A tree, yes, and I think that would be pretty cool if I turned myself into a tree and trees are like a whole different, like immortal almost. That's beautiful. It's just growth. It's a sign of rebirth. It's mm-hmm. always constantly growing, constantly dying and growing, you know right. what I mean? Exactly. Um, I feel like if I died, I would want to throw my tree? ashes in the ocean mm. yeah probably in hawaii hawaii yeah i just i just always like the ocean i don't know and and it's weird because that may sound dumb like i'm not really a big beach boat party person you know what i mean but when i'm at the beach that's when i feel most serene like um specifically here in miami like i'll try to avoid like you know seventh street and things like that but i do like places like uh virginia key and those type of places where there's more greenery yeah so because i feel like when i'm around the ocean and just greenery and just like sitting in the middle of the earth in general i just feel so connected towards everything and i that's when my mind is most still because my mind is always running at 100 miles per hour you know what i mean always thinking of everything what's next what i gotta do what i haven't done and um i just feel like that's the best place for me and the ocean is is that for you it's, a it's void. like your safe place yeah it's a void not and i saw something the other day i actually posted it on my story and it's i don't call it a void because there's nothing in it it's a void because we're not sure of everything in it mm. and i find comfort knowing that i'm just going to be in an infinite body of water just chilling yeah that's pretty cool yeah i mean I'm still thinking about the tree thing because that you know, no listen because I want to be the you know those giant trees that the trunk goes for miles like, what, a, like a tree of life I'm not I, I, there's like a, a scientific name but I don't remember it's not I don't think they're in America but there's somewhere where it's like they're like huge mm-hmm. like the, it looks like a building like a skyscraper but it's a tree you haven't have you not heard of it I'll definitely show you I said recording so I don't sound like a crazy person but I want to turn into that type of tree and then and I forgot where I was going with that but yeah that's the type of tree I want to be oh, oh yeah I want to be planted in Colombia though oh beautiful like motherland 
Yes, exactly, the motherland. Um, that's just me, though. <laughs> In my next life, I'll try to remember and go visit your tree. But I'll probably be the only giant tree in Colombia. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, before we step away from that, um, what do you think was your past life? Well, my family comes from indigenous, um, like an indigenous indigenous background and ancestry. Right. Um, so I genuinely, you know, being from Colombia, literally, like you know. Um, South American so natives. it felt I don't know I feel like I was a chief like I feel like I was a woman chief or I was part of a tribe or like I was on some apocalypto shit mm. like you know like you've seen apocalypto no oh my god you gotta watch apocalypto is it on Netflix no it's on Hulu it might be Amazon Prime or Hulu either one okay. one of my favorite movies by Mel Gibson it's maybe like two hours long um, it has to do with the Mayans uh, back in the day, and it's about this one tribe member. His name's Jaguar Paul. How another tribe comes and invades his, and they kidnap them and take their wives and their families, and they take them to like these temples where they have to like do all these tasks. Like I, I don't want to spoil much of the movie, but it's literally just how he lives and how how far he was willing to go to take care of his tribe his family his wife um and i think back then the only reason i say i feel like that was my past life is because back then um you know it was just indigenous cultures are very like family oriented Mm -hmm. and it's literally just tribes and i feel like with my family like that's what we are yeah and it's just us and just being around nature and just back then their purpose was to they're actually very spirit, um, spiritual as well, you know. Um, like for example, uh, I would compare my past life to you seen Brother Bear. Yeah. You know the grandma that gives out the totems. Uh-huh. I feel like I would be that grandma. Mm. In my past life. Oh, that's sweet. I mean, we we have a lot in common. I'm finding out. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty cool. My dad, well, my yeah, my family on my dad's side say that they think that I'm, I'm reincarnation of of his grandpa of my grandma's dad because i talk the same and i act the same and have a lot of the same mannerisms like when i like scowl or something i forgot what he said but he was like and uh, and he made it sound like my grandpa's like an urban legend around the because in colombia was like a bunch of little small villages and stuff Mm -hmm. he was like a little urban legend because my my dad told me the story that he found gold in a well Uh, not in a well in a Mm -hmm. cave but uh he kept it secret from everybody so Whenever his family needed it, he would just go on his walks, come back with a bunch of gold, and just hand it out like it was candy. And he did do that a lot. He would grab gold and uh, and hang out with his friends and start throwing it to the grounds and watch like the little kids come and play and pick it up. And he used to love that. Amazing. Could, but, could he? I don't know. When he told me that, I was like, uh, I mean, maybe it's genetic. I don't know. Yeah, well, he was scared to do something special. Maybe yeah. you are too. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't know. For some reason, I think I was really into motorcycles, but then... <laughs> Your past life. Yeah, but then I I tried it recently, and... It didn't work out? I crashed my friend's motorcycle. Oh. Sorry. Bro, you gotta watch dude, this movie. Dude, it's called I Origin. Like, the letter I and then the word origin. Mm. And it's about this scientist. He, um... I don't want to give away too much of the movie, but he ends up messing with, like, with this girl, right? 
and he falls deeply in love with this girl like and they kind of found each other through like serendipity or fate if you want to say you know what I mean and he finds her whatever long story short she the movie's about her passing and he remarries another woman you know what I mean but his job as a scientist where he's at now like years later he studies the DNA in the eye and how no human eye is the same ever like human eyes can look identical to like my eyes can look identical to yours but pattern wise they'll never match up ever and it's impossible so he goes to India to do um the girl that he had fell in love with that passed, she had these eyes, like these insane blue hazel green eyes. And the first time he saw her was on a billboard in New York. He mm-hmm. sees the girl's eyes on the billboard. He walks into a diner where he sees like the numbers 777 consecutively. He took the number seven bus. His order number was number seven. His um, receipt said like 777. And it was like insane. And he ends up actually coming face to face with the girl on the billboard, and so that was kind of like fate meaning to happen. And mm-hmm. year, like you know, years after she passed, he goes to do this experiment and this um, this um, project in India, and his whole goal is to find this little girl that he saw in a magazine with the same eye pattern as the girl who passed ten years ago. Yeah. So in technically he goes all the way to india just to find this little girl and it's impossible because you know over there yeah it's not like social media where you're finding and like you just run into people like that like it's not like that so he goes all the way over there and search for her and he finds her bro and like it's the the reincarnation thing and the girl who passed was terrified of uh well she passed in an elevator in that movie so when she when she dies the pretty much experiment was this little girl who reincarnated 10 years later after her passing she wouldn't get in an elevator she's terrified of it and he did a project where he remembers his girlfriend's favorite bird being like a white bird and and uh he he she showed him a picture of her grandma and her favorite color and he did like a test on this girl and like the little girl's favorite bird was the bird that the girl like you know what I mean so everything was matching up and he was like oh can you pick a face out of these three and he picked the woman's grand and she picked the woman's grandma so it was just small things like that that really changed my perception on like reincarnation where now I think it's like for real Mm. but that's cool man just watch the movie talk a lot I mean in the in the did they get married at the end or something because he's married to this little Indian girl Mm-mm. she was like six yeah he was like a grown man yeah bro. I know. like he remarried some other mid girl that he didn't even want to be with the first girl was fire that was like the one bro. yeah that was the one and she went away and it was just it but aside from it being sad like the movie's mind-blowing and i think everyone should watch it or give it a chance if you're into that kind of stuff you believe in soulmates yeah well yeah i think we have multiple um I think uh, our family can be soulmates, you know what I mean? I feel me and my sisters are definitely soulmates. Like, we found each other, and we were meant to be sisters. Like, no matter the chaos, mm-hmm. no matter the differences, whatever, the it we're definitely meant to be, you know, family. And there's billions of people in the world, you know what I mean? But I ended up with them. 110%. And my best friend, like, we we are too similar my friend Giselle we're very very similar um she feels like a soulmate you know what I mean and I feel in the sense that 
um, we don't just have one. We're meant to come across multiple people that we feel tied to. Um, soul homies. You know what I mean? 110%. I, 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 it's funny because you, you said like almost the same response because my friends used to like couple, like a couple of months back I got asked the same question and I said I believe in soulmates but there's different kinds. Like your dog, your pet could be a soulmate, your a sibling or, or even like, like one of your friends, your closest friends could be a soulmate. Like there's different types. It's not just, you know, romantical. It's not just yeah, my dog was my soulmate, 100%. That was like my emotional support. That was my boy. Like I feel like that was 100% like my soulmate or yeah. soul dog, soul pet, whatever you want to call I mean, it. I don't want to talk about that because my dog, I feel like, you know, he's my soul dog. Yeah. And and just the thought of him passing out, like, oh, no, man. destroys You appreciate me. him while you're here and he's going to live a very extremely long life. And yeah. he's going to co-host. He's the, he's right he's here with me. He's literally here yeah. co-hosting. So. He's co-hosting, man. He's chilling. He's part of the Project Idiot team. He's yep. a he's a spine. Legend, icon. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. But um, you seem like a very intelligent person, and uh, thank you. I'm into philosophy, so I wanted to ask you one a little thought experiment that I I want to say came up, but I just I don't know. I just like asking people. Mm-hmm. So basically, um, let's say. If a if a bad person, or not a bad person, if someone does something good for the wrong reason, it is still a good thing. So one of the examples I gave was, let's say, uh, a guy or girl walking down the street, right? They see a homeless person, and they also notice that there's a cute girl or guy with, um, like, around that area. So to impress them, they go up and they give, like, a large amount of money or a large sum of money. But in reality, if that person wasn't there and they weren't trying to impress them, they would just keep on walking. So did they do a good thing or is it still bad? Because at the end of the day, if you look at the facts, the homeless person got money, a meal, whatever he needed for that night or that week. But the intentions were considered wrong. What do you think? Do you think Uh it diminishes the act? I just think that... um the, the definition of good and bad is kind of watering it down. You know what I mean? Because at, at the end of the day, that's that's like a, that's a facade. It's not who you are. Hmm. So I think that anything done, you can flex for the internet. You can feed homeless people for TikToks as much as you want. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the universe or god or whatever you want to call it is gonna know that you did it for the media page and you did it for impressions rather than genuinely doing it and it's crazy because the other day i actually saw i was spending thanksgiving with uh, my family at my sister's house and my godfather randomly was like i was about to go downstairs to a smoke shop and i see him filling up a plate and i'm like what are you doing? My social, my godfather's not a social media guy, not a media guy. Like, he loves podcasts, so I know he's going to listen to this. Shout out. Yeah. <laughs> and um, uh, probably the most intelligent, knowledgeable person I know. Like, you can ask him about anything. He'll give you the background on everything. And we were going to the smoke shop. He was walking with me, and he takes his plate. I'm like, what are you giving it to? He's like, oh, I'm going to give it to my boy. And I was kind of like, what? Like, okay. And he's like, my boy across the street. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like, so we get to the plaza or whatever, and he just gives, like, a fork and knife to, like, this homeless man that sits outside the liquor store he goes to. 
and he goes there often so he always sees the guy out there and like he always give him stuff like here and then and it's never for picture never for to show others or never it's because he genuinely did it and i'm not saying it's bad if those people did it you know um to impress whoever i just think the universe is going to repay you for anything you do out of your genuine heart or your genuine care so okay you uploaded your tiktok you got that but the world isn't going to give you its flowers for doing that because you didn't do it out of your heart you did it for show Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so i'm a believer that good people do bad things and just as bad people can do good things but it's very easy like i'm very intuitive so it's very easy for me to tell when things are genuine yeah genuine authentic real whatever you want to call it or when it's just done because and especially being in like an industry like this is i you need to know that i weave through everything Mm. and people are very confused or uh they they wonder why i'm so you know uh, selective or why I'm so kind of like us uh, you don't see me in big groups I don't hang out with a bunch of girls I don't hang out in big friend groups like I don't have a whole team behind me and that's because I've maneuvered and gained so much experience that I see how things work where I feel like I just can't trust nobody and that's what it is you know what I mean it's not necessarily a bad thing I mean, I would argue that's a good thing. Yeah, it's, it's a good thing, but it's like I'm definitely, you know, because you see, I'm I'm not a big person. I'm very small. Um, I'm a girl. You know what I mean? I'm young. So it's easy for me to be taken advantage of or for someone to try to play me or someone. So when I go into certain projects or when I work, um, the first thing you will see from me is respect first and foremost always because i am not here to play with you i'm not here to be your friend i'm not here to you know um and if relationships like that happen through it then fine you know what i mean i've had great friendships come from this industry but a lot of the time it's just to work and that's just what i'm here for and i can't let nobody get one up on me because it's just me i don't have a team i don't have nobody like that um and it's just me hustling and maneuvering through this so i have to be very selective and and very cautious of who i work with and what i do yeah yeah and that's good i could tell you that you have a good vibe that you're really intuitive and that's really really important in this day and age thank you but uh taking a, a step away you know we got pretty serious mm-hmm. so lighten it up lighten it up uh <laughs> I heard that you watch a regular show, so I wanted to ask, because personally, it's one of my top 10, top five, top four, like top two favorite shows. I want to ask you, who's your favorite character and why is it Skips? See, you asked me, you were like, see, I admire Skips, mm. 100%. Not my favorite character, though. Rigby's right. my favorite character. Rigby? Because, yes, because I feel like Rigby. I no. feel like Rig- Like he's just a little shit, you know what I mean? Yeah, like He's very he's so playful. I... I feel like okay not to go into like you know zodiac but i'm a gemini you know what i mean so mm-hmm. when i'm not in my serious persona or who i have to be when I'm, yeah. I'm very playful i'm a clown you know what i mean i'm very bubbly very like 
just sarcastic like and the things he does are very funny and very blunt and I really admire Rigby for that and I just feel how like small things as like his relationship with Mordecai where like he's so small and like Mordecai will like just beat him up or like just things that yeah and he's just always like son he's just like ah like I just understand, but skips now. Skips, skips is, is my, bro. He got me into. I want to say he's the sole reason, but meditation. Yeah, skips is a goal, man. And I really do appreciate skips one hundred percent. And the reason I posted that the other day and was like, "Yo, you deserve the world," is because the skips sp- say that. Oh, classic. No, spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! So if you watch a regular show and haven't finished it, uh, whatever, but if you've seen it, okay, so you know how Skips, like, finally it takes us a while to realize that they're like, why do they call you Skips? And, like, he's like, my re- he's like, my real name isn't Skips. It's, it's Quips. Walks. Yeah, and we're like, what? And he's it's like, walks. it's Walks. And we're like, his oh, what? Quips. And his cousin's Quips, my bad. No, he's like, it's Walks. And we're like, oh, why do you skip? And then he goes and he tells the whole story of the woman that he once mm-hmm. loved. Yeah. And it's like, bro, he works at a park, and he's so lonely, you know what I mean? And he's, like, older, and all the other characters aren't really, like, on his level, mentally, spiritually. Man's an immortal being. Yeah, he's on his own time, and his own, so, just seeing, I don't know, I just really admire him, like, his solitude, but his perseverance, yeah, like. I feel like that sometimes. Yeah, like, he just persevered through that, and it's like damn like you admire skips and his knowledge and and that's why i loved when they said why like why it took so long to get to him explaining like the love of his life and stuff mm-hmm. and because it's like bro you never really know um someone can be so great you know what i mean and Not so me. smart and knowledgeable and helpful and willing but you never really know what they went through to make them like that because skips had like a hard life <laughs> you know what i mean and then he still does good and still helps and is still there and he's Dude. a he's a writer man i love that guy i hope to meet him yeah man. <laughs> yeah definitely gotta meet skips. <laughs> gotta meet skips gotta hang out with the homie skips yeah that show is overall just great though it just makes me feel good um makes me laugh mm, comfort show for sure and it's crazy because i was having a conversation the other day about how everything i talk about I, something happens in the show like so for the other day i was talking about vhs tapes and then I was watching, and then the, the, the very next episode I watch is when they didn't return the VHS. Uh-huh. Remember? And then I'm just yeah. like, what? Like, There's like a, a, a dude living in the house stealing the yeah. VHS. Yeah, and then I talked about something else. Uh, I can't remember exactly. Like, a cheese sandwiches? Or was it? No, I think I talked about something, Grilled like sandwiches. the challenge they did. The excellent challenge. The excellent challenge. I was talking about like the trucker hat. Mm-hmm. And then the very next episode was the excellent the trucker. trucker hat. And I was just like, they're on to me, bro. Bro, I, I could talk about regular show for a whole hour. Yeah, that and Adventure Time. I'm a very big Adventure Time fan. Bro, I mean, no offense, but... I feel you. I would 100% take Jake over Rigby any day. Jake is way better than Rigby. No offense. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I can agree. I can agree. 100%. Their relationship is just very similar. Like, I think regular show and Adventure Time are very similar, but in two both complete different ways. Yeah. Um... Do you wa- if you watch Distant Lands, like it's like fuck, it's going in like it's, a complete different direction, what, but it's still yeah. like admirable for me. I want to say like it's more adult, but it's definitely more like it has more It's themes. just sad, it makes me sad, but um, I'm it. not gonna say anything about it, you know, I don't want to give it away. But um, I, I like yeah. the idea of like visiting different uh, characters at different times in their lives, different yeah. Points. I think it's cool. Um, I also like how um, 
like you know the midnight gospel is is the same creator of adventure time Mm -hmm. because i actually recent i watched the entire midnight gospel but i didn't watch the last episode until recently so it was like seeing the whole that last episode was very like heavy i don't i'm not gonna like you know spoil it but it's just like very interesting to and it's stuff like that like for example like i watched that episode the other day and like two days later you hit me up to do this podcast Bro. and the midnight gospel is about a podcast and i'm not saying like there's some like universal tie or correlation but it's just weird how i things... think so bro because the midnight gospel is one of the reasons i, I started doing this and that's what i'm saying manifestation bro yes. and i've been manifesting just everything i want I, everything i've been wanting lately and it's been coming mm-hmm. and you know um some people may just see it as like coincidences or luck or whatever but i genuinely feel like when you call out towards the things you want in life like they will come to you and when you're ready for it not when yeah not right away yeah not right away when you're ready for it and it all happened and it's like and it's crazy because lately i'll take a loss a win will come right after and it's like that makes me feel hopeful and it makes me want to like you know stay consistent and it's sometimes um you know i'm human so i go through mental um highs and lows and i have a natural chemical imbalance so I, it's harder for me to stay happy than it is for most other people. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I have to surround myself with things that constantly make me happy and keep me positive and uplift me and inspire me. Because if I don't, I'll go into these creative blocks. But the thing is, like, I don't go into a creative block for like a day or a week. Like, it'll be months right. and nothing will get done. And I haven't been in that place for a while now. And I, do not want to go back there at all so it's just nothing but from the morning i wake up like even changing my routine i'm trying to wake up early start the day early get the most of my day i like seeing i love mornings like i love being outside in the morning i love being involved in the day early i love getting stuff done early because it feels like i'm i have the whole day and i'm getting the most feels good yeah it just feels productive feels good to be productive because it feels like you're getting stuff done and you're doing what you need to yeah i 100% agree it's crazy i feel like i'm talking to myself like internally but yeah. like and it's here. like even from the beginning like you know positive mantras like you for example like if you hate your job bro like i feel you like um like every job is some bullshit you know what mm. i mean um like spinning a sign or wearing a yeah like a cheese costume. just small things like that like you i i never knock anyone's hustle you know what i mean that's one thing i don't care if you work for the design district you get as much you get the same amount of respect for me as someone who works at a gas station mm. you know what i mean i respect everyone equally i will never treat anyone uh like that they're more if i won't treat anyone if they were more superior or i won't treat anyone that make them feel like they're any less and I just yeah treat everybody the same with equality and I think that um oh my god I just lost my train of thought and I think that you need to constantly stay around people and your environment and like for like for example the whole like oh quit my job and whatever like don't ever make yourself feel bad for that like I don't knock anybody's hustle any way you make money to fund what you want to do and any way you are working and trying to make means to push yourself forward in your career and what you truly want to do like Mm -hmm. 
you deserve the utmost respect you deserve you know what i mean praise because it's like you're willing to take a risk and risk everything to fulfill your soul your happiness you know your purpose you want to feel like that's your purpose as opposed to these people who follow these systematic paths and oh i have to go to college to live a job and get a degree and i have to do this to live for it like you're gonna be in a box the rest of your life right the rest of your life and i can't be older thinking i could have done something different and that's why i try my most because it's might sound like dumb but it's like i see life as a canvas you know Mm. what i mean like some people paint it like some people paint it black and white and it gets hung up you know what i mean and that's their life other people rather go all out and make a crazy un- misunderstood beautiful abstract painting and i think that's what creatives do whether you're a photographer you make clothes you do podcasts you're a dj you rap you are painting your life for yourself so why make it dull like you can literally do anything in this life and i know it's difficult because some people don't have the means or the funds or other people's situation is different but you can always change the situation if you start mentally if you start getting yourself out of your holes and your stuck places mentally you can get yourself to where you want and where you desire to be yes 100 percent, 100 percent agree that's where it starts especially like even with the small stuff like working out going to the gym exactly the the way you see change the way you see growth is is through the mind you you decide to put yourself through that you decide to to work hard to reach your goal or go past it and for so long i allowed myself to you know for a long time i allowed myself to feel like what if i what if this just doesn't work like what if it's not for me what if i should just pick up something normal and live some normal life and then my you know my soul hops in is like no man like that's not for you that's not Mm -hmm. what you want and being in the industry it's kind of like i've been around the good the bad the ugly the the lust everything amazing i've had great days and i've had terrible days um and for example like there are women that i look up to or used to look up to and used to admire that have shit on me like i've had them like i'm not gonna get specific but there are women in this industry and from florida that are much older than me when i was 16 17 they were making sure that i wasn't getting on lineups they were making sure that they said i wasn't experienced or good enough they were telling um event creators and promoters like to not book me or whatever and i was 17 and they're maybe 26 so now i'm 20 and they're probably like 30 something yeah you know what i mean and these were women that i once admired and wanted you know i don't want to say i wanted to be like them but i wanted to do cool shit like them and be as accomplished as them and these women are connected you know what I mean? Like, they are plugged in with very important people. So it's like that idols become your rivals thing is real. Because mm-hmm. it's like at first, it's like, damn, I admired you. I looked up to you. And you had nothing 
positive to say about me without even knowing me. You've never met me, never worked with me, but you shit on me and blocked every opportunity and bag I could have gotten. Yeah. When I was 17 years old. And you were over 25. So that's why when I say some people don't like like collabing some people don't like collabing because they see you as a threat Mm. or competition and what reason did 25 plus year old women have shunning a 17 year old and especially someone who was growing and trying to be as great as them and you know someone who looks up to you and someone who wants to be in your field and it's like you didn't even give me a chance to get there for sure and it's like so that's why when i say i'm very picky and selective with who i work with i've had people i admire and can say like i thought were dope shit on me and crush my soul Mm. and i was able to build myself up from that and i was able to say okay well that was that fuck them keep going exactly you know what i mean and i had to keep that mindset because it's like there's going there's still going to be people who don't like me there are still people who want to block my bag there are still people who think i'm not good enough there's still people whether it's anything whether it's i'm not tall enough for modeling i'm not experienced enough for music i'm not cool enough for this that's their opinion somewhere else there are people who think you're fucking raw and there's people who like what you do and people who are genuinely interested and curious about how you work and they want to have your input and your mind involved with their work. And I think that's the coolest thing. And that's why I appreciate people like you and people who still reach out to work with me because I'm only going to get better. Exactly. You know what I mean? I'm only going to grow and I will only be great. And I will always stay true to myself. I will always stay authentic. Like, you see how I pull up? Like, I could be rich. I don't care. I'm going to still be in a hoodie, probably the same hat. You know what I mean? And I live in authenticity. I live in comfort. I live in humbleness. Everything I do, again, is not for clout, for popularity, for likes. For It's because I enjoyed creating it. And if it's out and if it's on my shit, it's because I like it and it's because I made it I want it to be there not Mm. because it's gonna make me cooler get more likes do attract attention like I don't care people are gonna fuck with me regardless some people aren't and then people are so and and it's definitely I feel like like a lot of people can relate to that now maybe not to that exact extent but different variations I definitely yeah and it's and everybody like whether I promise you if you have a brand like you know another brand is out there talking shit about you. Hmm. But what have they done? You know what I mean? Like, don't ever compare yourself. Don't don't compare yourself. Don't bring yourself lower. Don't wonder what do they have that I don't. Like, fuck it. You keep moving. You take it. You don't reciprocate any hate or negativity. You take it and you let it fuel you. Right. You exactly. know what I mean? So if someone's, you know, dissing your brand your photography, your modeling skill, your whatever it is you do, whatever it is you do, you don't let them knock you down. Ever. Definitely. Never, ever. Because if I, so, you're going to stay there, bro. And I say let let them doubt you. Let let them put you, like, let not let them put you down, but let them keep thinking that because the best form of revenge 
is when you when you prove them wrong exactly and it's like bro i don't have fucking foreigns and big chains and i don't be around rappers every day and i don't need to you know what i mean that's not even the goal and the goal is to not blow up and become like a worldwide phenomenon that's not the goal the goal is to just get myself to a place where i get to create and make myself happy doing that every single day for the rest of my life regardless of who likes it or not and it's for myself and self-fulfillment it's not for anybody else so it sucks that when you're doing yourself when you're doing doing you out of you know um the desire to make yourself feel fulfilled and create and do something and you know turn it into something that can change your life and there's someone out there trying to knock that for no reason or add negativity to it for no reason that's really like honestly disgusting yes disappointing is disgusting it's ugly because all that for what like if you're so secure with your stuff why are you You adding negativity to mine like okay if i ain't shit why are you mentioning me if i ain't shit why are you blocking my bags why are you like getting in the way of my opportunities why are you trying to bring me down what is your concern with me if you think you're so much better than me obviously you feel a way or you feel some sort of intimidation that i can't control that i can't control those are just ugly souls you know what i mean and like i say karma is always gonna come back so it's like again these people knocked me way back when and i promise you i promise you i remember every single person who has ever said anything negative about me or to me right i remember everything and there's people to this day who i look in the face and i'll smile in your face and they think that i don't know anything that they've said when i know everything they've said about me whether it's doubts whatever it is I know everything and I'm gonna still keep it moving because I'm not gonna reciprocate that to you because that's not who I am. I don't have to bring you low to make myself go high. And that's why I'll always win. And it's exactly regardless you, of anything. You don't got you don't go down to their level. Exactly. And it's like regardless, like, okay, look at me, like I'm not over twenty five, I don't have all these things, I'm not all the I'm not, you know, I don't have the means that a lot of these other people have, but I'm still moving still maneuvering still growing still staying consistent at my pace and i'm not gonna i'm not one of those people that's like oh i'm gonna fake it to make it like i'm i'm never gonna be and have never been one of those people um Mm. and i won't bring myself to that point just to feel accepted or wanted by people because i know that genuine other unique cool ass people are gonna see it in me as i see it as that i see it in them and they're gonna want to fuck with me too so definitely and just by talking to you today I, I i see it in you like you're definitely going places and you've you're just gonna keep growing from here i can tell you're positive you're a good soul thank you really appreciate it of course and i hope so i always want to bring that upon anybody i come across i really hope that anyone i worked with or anyone you know um can genuinely see from me that everything i do is with genuine intention and if i've worked with you it's because i genuinely see something in you and I, I think it's dope, you know what I mean? If I stay kind of, if I stay kind of away or if I'm distant, it's definitely because I feel away or, you know, there's some sort of... Friction. Yeah, there's some sort of friction that's not gonna 
it's not gonna smooth it over so yeah i definitely relate to you there i'm like i'm religious Mm -hmm. and one of the things i i i ask for is like no matter who it is where i go or who i meet I always want to leave them with a good impression. Like mm-hmm. when someone mentions my name, I want them to have a good memory. Exactly. And and that's also the problem too because I I really do push for my friends like in a like in a room full of people where there's opportunities mentioned, I will bring up my friends. Mm-hmm. And if I feel like you are fit for it and I will put you on, I will bring you in, I will you know, I want to see you eat. You know what I mean? If you're with me and you're like we're friends and we work and you're for real, like I want to see you win because what do I gain out of someone seeing someone in distress or seeing someone sad or or, like, you know, doubt themselves? Like I just don't want to bring anyone down to try to fill my ego because I don't really have one. Like that died a long time ago. Yeah, so and death. and I, yeah, and it, it died a long, long time ago, and it died when I was young, maybe like sixteen, seventeen, and I'm so glad for that because it advanced my thought process now at twenty one. Um, and it's I I'm a firm believer in you know um, you can't put too many people on your ship because then it sinks. Mm-hmm. But I think when you keep the right company around that's gonna help you elevate and progress and do better you got you got a solid foundation yeah Yeah. a solid foundation to keep getting better yeah it's like i i tell my little circle my friends it's like when you're with me we all eat exactly bro like no one goes unfed 100 percent, 100 percent. if you're with me like i want to see you eat just as bad as i do because in the end like you got all this stuff and it's just stuff like you know what i mean like okay you make it like aside from the money like what can you say fulfills you what can you say you've done you know what i mean exactly yeah i i can relate to so much and there's so much more i want to talk about but right now we're going to be jumping to our instagram questions okay we yeah we went on our page and asked people to drop some questions for you we had a lot of responses uh, we might not get to all of them, but for you who com- for the people who commented, thank you so much. This first question, it's a little complicated for me to read, but it comes from 94B underscore law, and they ask, has rap changed for the better or, or worse in recent years? Um, I don't want to say it's changed for the better or the worse. I just want to say rap has changed in general. Um, you know, because I used to be one of those people that's like, ah, I want Kanye to sound like the old Kanye. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, with time and, and um, with time and, like, you know, aging, like, I really come to appreciate things. Um, so I don't want to say it's age for the worse or for the better. I think rap is an ever-changing ever progressing you know sound of music right and there's always gonna be um different things you're gonna hear in it different things incorporated in it um like what is that stuff they're calling that kind of music now cloud rap cloud rap they're calling like you know young lean and that style of cloud rap that Mm. style of rap cloud rap so i feel like now 10 years from now we're definitely gonna get like a whole nother sound you know what i mean it's always gonna change it's always it there's never for worse or for better it's for your liking 
You know what I mean? You're either going to like it or you're not. If you do, you do. If you don't, it is what it is. Um, but, for example, like with artists, I'm always willing to give them a chance to hear their new experimental music or if they want to change. Like That's why one of my favorite artists is Mac Miller because he's always been... He's very versatile with everything. Not There's not a single album that he has that sounds like the last one he put out or like a mixtape he put out. And I want to say like that's kind of what I'm comparing music to in general. Right. And so, change is a good thing. Like imagine if it was yeah, the same sound. Change is a good thing. You always want to hear something different. Um, there's always going to be like, you know, it's just different cultures and, you know, different upbringings, different times and different periods of time where, of course, someone that was born in, like, the 90s may not like Lil Uzi right now if they were listening to someone like Biggie and Pac, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I can see why they wouldn't like it, um, but it's just, like, a generational kind of thing, and I'm excited to see where music is going to go, because regardless, there's going to be artists that are going to give you all types of flavors. Yeah, yeah Definitely. And that goes into our next question, which comes from Bonnet Apple Bums. Hopefully I pronounced it right. Mm-hmm. And she asks, if you had the chance to collab with anyone in the world, and in parentheses, it could be in whatever era too, who would it be in? Mm. Probably Aaliyah. Aaliyah? Yeah, because she was so beautiful and like noble and her style. Like she was really the first. Like she's really the first to do all that. Like, and she. Um, like aside from like Lil Kim, Foxy Brown, um, Eve, etc., like Aaliyah had this energy that was so so genuinely divine and like beautiful, and her music and like I don't know, she was just like princess man. Everyone loved her. DMX, uh, Dame Dash, Jay Z, right. every like I'm not gonna say his name, like even R. Kelly, but whatever. Like um, they all like. <laughs> they loved her but it was I think that she genuinely had like this sparkle and there's people on this earth that come here to shine and yeah. sometimes we're just meant to remember them or remember them for all the great they were and Aaliyah is one of those people her style like I'm immensely influenced by her style her style of music her looks everything so probably Aaliyah alright Andra555 asks who's your favorite superhero Batman, easily. Batman? Yeah. Do you have a specific one from the movies or not? Oh, yeah, Christian Bale. Christian Bale? Yeah, Dark Knight, 100%. Yeah. Um, only because, uh, like, again, my godfather used to take me to go watch these Batman movies since I was younger. Right. And I remember I was in Connecticut. I went to the premiere of The Dark Knight when it first came out, and I was, like, nine. So that, like, blew my mind. And my favorite villain's Bane. It's a different question, but, yeah. <laughs> I like the Joker. Like, he alleged killed her. Yeah, he yeah. did. I don't think Jared Leto did that terrible in Suicide, Suicide I, Squad, man. I I mean, in the upcoming Justice League thing, heard he's going to be in it. And he mm-hmm. looks good. I, I really, I, I liked it for that movie. I thought the movie it was fit. overall it made, bad. It made, it yeah, made. like if we're being real, I thought the movie was overall bad. But I think he did a pretty good job. I mean, it made sense within the context of the movie. Yeah, because the thing is, like, I hate when people are like, oh, he's not fit to play the Joker. Like, the Joker is a manic clown like yeah. manic man who plays a clown like, like there's never a right way to play him mm-hmm. it's just how well you play insanity and instability and right. i think they all like jack nicholson heath ledger jared leto i think they all did a great job exactly. at it. exactly 
And if you get someone like uh, Heath Ledger's Joker in that movie specifically, mm-hmm. he would feel kind of out of place. Yeah, and Joaquin Phoenix, like, for example, like, I'm not going to sit here and compare Joaquin Phoenix to Heath Ledger's performance. They both did fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. They both did amazing. Exactly. Completely so. different takes on the same character. Yeah, and you. I'd love to see them separately, and I want to continue to see different Jokers and different actors, and I will always want to see, you know what I mean? Because... I love Heath Ledger, rest in peace, but you know what I mean? Some things are meant to change and evolve and, you know, to see different yeah. things. That, that's always cool. Yeah, Phoenix did really well. I, I hope that they do the Joker too. Oh, they are. Uh, allegedly, they said that it might come out this year. They said that it was due to come out this year, but with, you know, everything COVID and everything, I, they're probably going to push it back. Damn. So, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, next question comes from Dragon Hawk. Point two, he asked, "What's your favorite local band?" My favorite local band or brand? Band. Band. Like music. Ooh, a band. They're not local, but I have this band that I found on SoundCloud from New Zealand. Mm. Um, they're like an indie rock band. Uh, they're called Palace. I. yeah i really really enjoy their music they don't have much following i thought they were gonna be like this huge band this huge band but um well i guess on soundcloud from from my knowledge at least they're not big here and i haven't had a conversation where i bring up well conversation when we're speaking about bands and someone has mentioned palace or i've mentioned them and someone knows what i'm talking about you know what i mean yeah so i think they're they're really cool um their music is very serene and like you know calming Something I like to listen to when I'm trying to focus or just chill. Mm. I mean, they are local, just in New Zealand. Yeah, <laughs> just different. local in New Zealand. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And our final question comes from Face14, and he asks, how much do you like Face? I love Face. I adore it. I admire it. I lust it. I love Face. Face is an everlasting, ever-changing, unique brand by a insanely artistic individual and i can't wait to see face grow respect and there's your answer (laughs) (laughs) um yeah one final question i this is coming from me directly Mm -hmm. i wanted to ask you before but don't want to interrupt the whole great flowing conversation Mm -hmm. so all right so imagine this zombie apocalypse happens okay what five people are you recruiting on your team five people anyone from celebrities to your to your best friends okay. 50 cent 50 cent um, right. schoolboy q mm-hmm. cause he'll make me laugh yeah and he has a lot of weed um you need that for the apocalypse check it's boring let's go with you got three more oh okay 50 cent schoolboy q steve buscemi all right <laughs> Um, no family members yet <laughs> oh man oh now I'm gonna feel bad bro I'm gonna keep it a buck nah. they're not making it out bro they <laughs> <laughs> are gonna kill me when they hear this oh no they're gonna hold me work. back bro <laughs> um yeah, it's honest alright I'm trying to think of like oh um Danny Trejo yes that's my guy classic um and one, one other person damn could be a an animal too like a pet uh, nah we'll just go with 
Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. <laughs> I'm just imagining him in a. In a it won't be a long time, but it'll be a very good time. <laughs> <laughs> that is a very interesting lineup. Yeah, man. <laughs> well, this has been great. I wish we we could talk for way longer. I know. Uh, is there anything you want to promote? Anything you want to shout out before you go? Mm, I want to promote. Okay. Well, shout out Marvelous. Shout out Visionaire. Shout out Gonzi. Shout out Trey. Shout out my best friend Giselle. Shout out my family that helps me in everything I do. Um, I really want to make sure I'm not forgetting anybody, man. Shout out to everybody. Yeah, shout out to everybody, honestly, um, that supports me and still continues to, you know, um, watch me, listen, uh, just genuinely fuck with me. I love the love and I'm giving it back. Um, I have a few things coming up. Um, I'm very, 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 very selective and very picky with my music. I will not drop until I feel like something is perfect or perfected mm-hmm. so i'm hoping that maybe by seems far away but i'm hoping that maybe by may i'll be able to drop more mixes um but before that i am going to be doing some clothing so i don't want to say exactly what they are and what the product is but i am going to be coming out with my own brand soon and i hope you guys can see that in yeah. motion I'm very excited. I'll be. I'll make sure to be one of the first people online. All right, cool. Say less, man. I really do appreciate anyone who fucks with me, though. Just know it's all love and all of this, you know. Yeah. I hope I could take it to the moon. <laughs> of course. Thank you so much, Tommy, for coming on. It's been a pleasure having you on and, and talking. This is one of the best conversations I've had. Thank you for having me, man. Anytime. <laughs> all right. Thank you guys for listening. Have a good one. Stay safe.